Hello again, it's Sunny Sharma back with the India Inside Podcast. Um, for this podcast, I want to describe the legacy of Malcolm X. Now, Malcolm X is someone who I, for I for some time, was reluctant to talk about. I have talked about him in previous videos, but I'm somewhat reluctant to talk about him on audio because um, the legacy of Malcolm X is a person who... Um, he wasn't. He wasn't a violent man. In many in many cases, this is a this is a myth I want to dispel about Malcolm X. Malcolm X is a person who believed in self defense. If someone, if you if you put your hand on another man, he said you should you should send them to the cemetery. He meant he didn't mean that literally, but he meant that you should always you should always have self respect for yourself when dealing with other people. And James Baldwin actually said Malcolm X was one of the tenderest person he had ever met in his life. He said Malcolm X was a very nice person, the nicest the nicest person he actually ever met, despite the fact that a lot of the rhetoric that Malcolm X uses is quite heated. And Malcolm X is a person who transformed drastically throughout his entire life. Um, if you've seen the movie or read his autobiography, you know he was a street hustler who eventually went to jail, who eventually um, became saved by the Nation of Islam. And he really, really, when he became a lecturer for the Nation of Islam, he's credited with the with establish with the establishment of the community to the scale it was to the scale that it really became. He really increased the scale of the Nation of Islam more so than any single individual possibly could do. And also, I would say he he probably is the person most credited with. Uh, the evolution of the Black Panther Party. You know, many of the, the ideas that the Black Panthers had were ideas that Malcolm X generated in the in the mid to late in the or in the uh, early '60s, the late to mid '60s. You know, before his death, you know, before he was assassinated. And Malcolm X believed in segregation. He believed the the liberal the liberals were were the biggest hypocrites, more so than the other party, because he felt like they. They put they put these people to represent the the um, African Americans. They put they put puppets to represent the African Americans who really had strings on their back and were not in the in the best interests of the African American community, even though they said they were. So Malcolm X always said the liberals were the biggest hypocrites. Um, Malcolm X always believed in segregation above anything else. You know, he felt like integration. You know, left left the African American community. Uh, with less resources, most of the tax money being generated for communities was going to the white community. So integration was doing was doing nothing. He believed in segregation and in building businesses. You know, because the Nation of Islam. You know, I, I have fr- I I know people personally who looked up to Elijah Muhammad. You know, whether or not whatever you say about him, he was an imperfect person. The Nation of Islam was building a business, businesses, small businesses for black people. Um, and whatever your opinion is about the Nation of Islam, they were they were building small business capacity for African Americans. And uh, this is something that Malcolm X, you know, helped do because Malcolm X was the, was the primary spokesperson for the Nation of Islam. And so, you know, Mal- Malcolm X, you know, when when approached by white people who wanted to wanted to become a part of the movement. Initially, Malcolm X was against that, but after Malcolm X made his pilgrimage to Mecca and Medina, uh, he uh, his outlook changed. He he became a lot softer. He saw he saw that there were white white people in Mecca and Medina who were also Muslims, and so his his outlook was kind of became universalized. Universalized. 
Um, and another um, facet of international brotherhood that Malcolm X fostered was his uh, was when he wanted to take the the issue of segregation to the United Nations. Um, and so he wanted to the issue of civil rights to become an issue of human rights, you know. And I I've been dying to hear this speech he made at the United Nations, but I can't find it. I'm I'm hard pressed to say that they might not want people to know exactly what he said during that speech, which is one of the reasons why you can't find it anymore. But um, yeah, it's all to say that um, Malcolm X evolved very much during his his lifetime, and. Uh, you know, Malcolm X was always a person who was, you know, uh, uh, you know, above any, above most African Americans, he was, he was, he was one of those people who you know would always tell you the truth, no matter how hard it was for you to hear it. You know, he he stood. You know, there's a saying that if you if you stand up and tell the truth, you can warp reality. And I think in many cases, Malcolm X was a was a paragon of this of this saying because he stood up to tell the truth. And he, and I think he, I think he really changed a lot of people's minds in doing so. And as I said before, I was reluctant to talk about him because he was he is a character who is seen as more uh, fiery and more um, more uh, brim, fire and brim, brimstone when it comes to his his speaking engagements. Um, but he's a person who told the truth no matter what um, other people would would think about him, you know. And um, you know, Malcolm X, I mean, another thing I want to note is that uh, a big, you know, a big influence in his life was not only his circumstances, but also his father, because his father was a was known as a, uh, a Garvey, a Marcus Garvey follower. You know, Marcus Garvey said we should return to Africa, you know, and Marcus Garvey was also a person who supported the idea of small businesses for African-Americans. Um, and... Uh, I, I'm talking a lot off off the top of my head. I'm not an expert in Malcolm X, but um, uh, Malcolm X also, as a young child, such as like uh, like the person who I mentioned, if you're Indian, you know Baba Subhambedkar. Ma Malcolm X is also someone who, as a child, was discriminated against. You know, he was one of the smartest kids in his class, and even though he was very intelligent, his teacher said, you know, Malcolm Malcolm X said, I want to become a lawyer, and his teacher said. You should you should uh, think of becoming a carpenter instead, <laughs> but uh, you know that that really I think that really um, irritated Malcolm X at an early age, and it took him a while to return back to intellectualism until he he was sent to prison and really his eyes was really he 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 became um, he became saved by Islam you know Islam Islam really altered his point of points of view and the the members of the nation of Islam really fostered him into becoming a leader. Um, so what else is there to say about him? Um, yeah, Malcolm X wanted to br brought the issue of, of segregation to the United Nations, you know, and he made a speech at the United Nations. I don't know what he said, but um, he wanted there to be uni universal rights for all African Americans, you know. Um, and, I, and I would say that as a legacy of Malcolm X, you know, Malcolm X tried to get closer to Martin Luther King after making some insults against Martin Luther King, but uh, he was rebuffed about doing this, and he died before he could become an ally to Martin Luther King. And this is a legacy for our generation to understand that if we don't come together, then the same, the same, you know, we know who they are. The people who who really dismantled, who really, really are are not just did not just attack Malcolm X and Martin Luther King during that time period, 
but in many ways are are dismantling their legacy through through the writing of false histories because many of the histories being written are not all true there's there's a on on the speech on the speech about John Lewis's uh, funeral uh, James Lawson even revealed that you know many of the things they say about John Lewis are not true in the history books, and this is also very true about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. So you know, as a legacy of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, if we don't come together, uh, the same forces that divided them will divide us as well. Um, so I thank you for listening, and uh, if you have any comments about Malcolm X and about his legacy, please tell me, and I'll. Keep them in mind for future podcasts, which I may may have with my cousins in the future. Okay, thank you. Bye.